This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Who are you? What do you want? The heroes come face to face with a giant. Well, how do I know if you're a friend or foe? You don't, but we outnumber you. Who may be more than she seems. Did you say, for now? But some are not so easily convinced. She's a giant. Yes. They yes. all deserve to die. Nestor comes up and is just like, all right, mate, come on. And he tries to put him in a headlock and like pull him away. And the heroes will strike out on a daring mission. I went blind with fury and punched straight through his chest and ripped out his heart. I did. The adventure continues. The prophecies foretold of four. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Glass Cannon Podcast. It's Grant, I'm Umlo Berger, a.k.a. Baron Ashpeak, Orfas Norkim, and Hoshi Rinka. I just flew back from Madagascar, and boy are my arms tired, but at least I didn't end up dead in a ditch like Gormley. But seriously, Madagascar was a beautiful country, and uh, it faces a lot of challenges, but if you ever get a chance to visit, you'll be delighted by the landscape and the wonderful people you'll meet there. After missing an intro I should have done a couple episodes ago, I'm very happy to be back and in the swing of things. And I'm happy to let those of you who don't know the name Hoshi Rinka that he is the Kitsune cleric I played on GCP Live. This first episode was GM'd by Skid, who was my first GM, and I am so happy that those of you who are our supporters are able to hear his magic at work as a game master. Now, we released part one of our first GCP Live to Patreon supporters at the $5 tier and up last week, and part two will be up this Wednesday. So if you want to hear Skid run us through a crazy diplomacy mission gone wrong, be sure to go to patreon.com slash glasscannon and pledge at least $5 as soon as you can. If not, we understand, but this is a little something extra we're making for our fans who are able to support. Thanks to those of you who are supporting, and thanks for listening regardless, and welcome to episode 104, Rock Me on the Dais. You know, it's been a long time since I did this, but I think it is time for a new house rule. Whoa. Whoa. You didn't know I was going there, did you? No. 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 And I'm just going to make it up on the spot now that I got your attention. No. Whenever you fail a perception check, you die instantly. Now, you got to stick with me on this because at first it's going to sound like I hate Matthew. And that could not be further from the truth. Is this a Magus-related house No, it is not. Matthew always watches my cats when I go out of town because him and his wife are the only people I trust. We're the only ones who have been browbeaten into sending pictures of of cats to Troy. He's very good at it. I'm afraid Grant would pet it and kill it like Lenny from Advice of Men. I I was I took care of foster dogs, <laughs> like like I nursed my dog back from health and rubbed like ointment in his eye until it yeah, healed. But, but that's a dog, Grant. We're yeah, talking you're about more of a dog. Cat. His cats that's are the size of my dog. That's true. That's true. Um, that's just the fur. They look, but they this look all this actually was a suggestion um, for one of our listeners. Uh, it all goes back to the house rule that we made a while back that a 
unconfirmed 20 is max damage. And the idea of that was that when you get so close to critting, but you don't crit, it just sucks that it's like anticlimactic that you don't get anything out of it. But now, where you guys are ninth level now? Yeah. Ninth, yeah, ninth level. level mm-hmm. The max damage is, is almost usually better than the crit cards, even with double damage. Like, you tend to do better damage with the unconfirmed crit. So it was actually... Um, Shane McLaughlin, one of our listeners who brought that up, he said, I don't think you guys should do look into the I think you guys should look into the max damage if you don't confirm your crit thing. We're at a point where you're at a point where it's arguably better to not confirm the crit. So you can do in Matthew's case against the dragon, sixty four damage or more instead of a measly crit card. Yeah. So what I've thought is like how can I balance and for, this? Uh, Nestor multi shot as well. Right. That's and, yeah, that's, that's better than actually confirming the crit. Right. And it also works for me too, when I have a, a you know, a, a frost giant doing three D six plus eighteen damage. If he had unconfirmed crit, that's thirty six points of damage. I mean, it can it can really add up both ways. So uh, I had a really good idea is what I think I could do. It goes back to something Skid suggested a while ago, so it's a way to introduce a very fun mechanic into the game in a, in a one way of doing it rather than doing this all the time. Unconfirmed 20s will do exploding dice. Ah, okay, that's fun. Does that sound fun? Yeah. Because if we do exploding yeah. dice all the time, characters will die every other episode. Yeah. But exploding dice on an unconfirmed crit still could be pretty lethal, but it means like if well, you do it, it, 2d6 plus 4 damage... You roll your 2d6. If any of those are sixes, you keep rolling those sixes until you stop rolling max damage. So every time you roll max damage on your die, you keep rolling it until it stops. Yeah, so anytime you have an unconfirmed 20, there's a possibility that you could do insane damage. Just, yeah, exploding dice. But it's not that likely. Right. Yeah. Now, I I mean, I think Matthew... I think Della is probably going to still take the most advantage out of this just because you roll so we roll eight d six on a hit at this point even more. If it's shocking grasp, it's and if it's shocking grasp and I've shocked the scimitar as well. It's ten. Do you six. attack without shocking grasp? Sure, asking for a friend. Well, I did. I did. That's what um, I killed your uh, your boy with last last. That's last week. true. He was no boy of mine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think You're it's poor. still going to do crazy damage. Are you going to do sixty-four damage? Maybe once in a while, you might do Could even be. more. Um, Theoretically, you could cause a million damage. Theoretically, theoretically, and, theoretically. and in the um, in the <laughs> that's that's mythic exploding dice. <laughs> skin. Come on, <laughs> you in, pulverize the creature to the ground. In the uh, world <laughs> of uh, popular tabletop uh, paper and pen RPGs, the most common uh, game that uses exploding that? dice <laughs> is uh, Shadowrun, right? Oh, do they do that in Shadowrun? Shadowrun's a D6 system. Do they yeah, do that? But their yeah, damage they is all exploding. I think it's uh, that's standard does. by the rules. It's exploding. I believe so, yeah. Hmm. Ask Tom, we're gonna get, our buddy Tom. We're going to get a lot of emails about that false information, Grant. <laughs> uh, but I think that'll be fun. We'll see how it works. Sounds good. If we don't like it, we'll try something else. But that will work for my uh, creatures as well. Okay, we'll wait until Troy rolls a 20 and doesn't confirm and doesn't do enough damage. Right. I would like to submit a new house roll. I think we should start every episode with a new house roll. <laughs> I just really start getting crazy. At this yeah. point, we would have 104 new house rules. We can't even remember the real rules. We would have to have another person in the room that only reminded us of house rules. We could do a house rule that's only for that episode. Oh, that's kind of fun. You know, that's, We'll that's, do that every multiple it's like five. A, it's like a wild card. Yeah. Right. This, this episode, all jokers are 
Wild. <laughs> Suicide King. Oh, God. Um, Not only does Shadowrun use exploding dice, it uses the metric system. Gross. Gross. Oh, then, no, forget it. <laughs> I always wanted Shadowrun. Communists! No thanks, Jimmy Carter. I always wanted Shadowrun to be a better game, but I didn't play it enough. I love the idea. You know, there's a new cyberpunk video game coming out by the people that made Witcher. It looks amazing. Cyberpunk 2077. It was based on CD Projekt Red. It's based on the, right. the tabletop cyberpunk role-playing game. <laughs> That's why I'm excited about it. I love that game. That came out in like 1986. I didn't know this was happening. Awesome. Yeah. Why was yeah. I not told about well, this? Still, it's in development hell. The, no one yeah. knows when it's going to come out. It's been they announced it like two or three years ago, and nothing. Skin Isle beat Red Dead Redemption three four times by the time it comes. Oh, out. easily. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's talk about the game we're playing. Why what, not? What is it again? <laughs> Last episode, great combat, huh? Fun. Fun, yeah. a lot of table jumping. Yeah. Joe yelled at me after the episode went off the air for giving Matthew the bottle cap for Magic Missile <laughs> and not him for doing the diving leap off the table. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even like it was later. It was the same round. You were like, you know what, Matthew? Bottle cap. That was a hell of a first level spell. <laughs> and while I agreed with you. Man, what a bold choice uh, with a, a spell that always hits and does low damage. It was just the way he did it. I don't know. I seem to like it. So I agreed with you, Joe. I should have given you one. No, there are plenty of reasons uh, to give a bottle cap there. The hold was was great. It was just it was a good good use of a, a minor spell like that. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I don't like giving you bottle caps. They're wasted on you. Uh, <laughs> so you're all two ones? Yeah. A three and a four. <laughs> Great. Uh, who's playing Umbo today? Umbo. Um, um, oh. Yeah. Oh, what, um, what does um, he wear? What doesn't he wear? Your Umbo? I'm a weird hockey pad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Are you wearing the giant nail scale mail? No, I'm wearing the Chipotle best plate. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Oh, boy. I'm so, a barbarian. You guys kill... Swear to me. Two ogres, two hill giants, one frost giant that Nestor then maims, pulls out one of his teeth, maybe as retribution for the chunk he took out of old Joter. Mm-hmm. Then you say, all right, you find some potions of cure light wounds, you find a plus two chain shirt that you can't use, it's too large. Sir Will does a pretty shitty perception around the room, and then you say, okay, let's start checking out these rooms. Della perception at the door. I think Baron went with her. And you don't hear anything. Didn't really roll a good perception. You walk in, see a pair of legs, and just look up at this rust-colored woman. Shaved sides of her head. Red ponytail. And she's played by Ruby Rose. Ruby oh, Rose? Cool. Who's that? Ruby Rose. Uh, she's she's on Orange's New Black. That's right. I knew Matthew would know. She's great. That she's Who on is she on, on that? Uh, I can't remember the character's name, but she's the... I'll find it. I'll look it up in a minute. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let's bring up a picture. She's like this uh, sort of androgynous looking uh, woman. She's Australian. Is she Australian? Oh, wait. She works She works with in the panties, right? What? When they're doing the panty job. Never mind. Uh, you can cut this No, Skid, I want to hear that. I want to hear more no, about the panty a ja- job. In, in... <laughs> yeah, right. That's her. She. They're They're doing the little industry... Uh, in the prison where they're making like women's lingerie, oh, it works I, in the workshop. Season three Stella is her name. Yes, right. Spoiler alert, guys. Seriously, yeah. Sorry, sorry for anyone who's who has not yet watched Orange Is the New Black. Well, if you uh, look at the screen here, um, 
<laughs> she just flew on like a floating head. <laughs> uh, you will see. That was horrifying. You will see her face. Kind of looks like Ruby Rose. It right? does. She kind of looks like her. She's, yeah. a, little, she's a little angry. A little angrier. Um, she turns. Well, Della turns, looks up at her. Help! Help! What do you do? There was some confusion on the intertubes this week as to whether she was calling calling for help from to protect her from us or call, asking us for help to protect her from something else. I will clarify it then. She yells, help, help, and looks to her left, looks to her right, and just grabs a, a great sword and holds it up. <laughs> Roll a perception check, Della. 21. She's just standing there with the great sword at you. And you recognize the great sword. It's Gorm's Thorn. <gasps> Whoa. Killer. Help! <laughs> Who are you? Intruders! Thieves! If you put the weapon down, we'll let you live. What do you mean, we? You think, Who are you? You think I would come alone? Show yourselves. Who are you? What are you doing here? she Irish? Just checking. Yeah, I'm okay. working on it. <laughs> Della, Della will make. Well, she'll she'll gesture back to kind of come up for to the others to come up with her, stick their heads in. And she's yeah. mind you, she's 14 feet tall. She's not not imposing. I'm holding right. a flaming sword too, so right. I'm not nothing. But she's got two bodies on you, and she's holding Gorm's thorn. And as Baron walks in, he's going to cycle through his detect alignments as she's talking to everyone else to determine what alignment There are uh, somatic components to that, so you're going to be doing yep. this I'm going to be doing dance. a weird Della dance. What, what are you doing? What kind of spell are you casting? I'll strike you down, I will! He's, he's sensing to see if you're friend or foe. Well, how do I know if you're friend or foe? You don't, but we outnumber you. Who are you? What do you want? You detect that she is neutral. Got it. Mm. We're here to save our friends. What friends? The small folk aren't allowed here in the Cathedral of Minder Hall. What are you doing here? You're going to get yourself killed. Your friends out. Your friends out there didn't last very long against us. They are no friends of mine. What do you mean they didn't last? They're dead. What do you mean they're not friends of yours? Are you here against your will? No, I'm, I'm just a simple scullery maid here in the cathedral. I mean you no harm, but I'll give you harm if you bring it to me. Della will uh, unflame her scimitar. She'll like she'll douse the flame and sheath it. Are all of you in the room, or is it just Della and Baron? Uh, Nestor's kind of walking up. He's probably like thirty feet away. Like he heard the commotion and started making his way over. Right, and the doors. When are Della's like- when Della waved us up. Well, that too. Sir Will yelled for Highbury and then charged through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Smashed through the door and impaled her heart. <laughs> uh, no, I imagine he's, he's kind of trotting up carefully as well. And the doors are 40 feet wide. You know, these are two <laughs> that is so doors. It's so unimaginably fucking huge. <laughs> this is a, uh, a big place. Baron- like St. John's Cathedral. I put my blade away. I put yours away. And I'll tell you. What you're holding there belonged to a friend of mine, and unkind things were done to him for it. Please, I'm just a mate. I don't want any trouble. Sense motive? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to do one also. 17. Uh, 30. Della, you... I think she, she is a maid. She looks like a maid. She's... 
dressed like a maid, seems like a maid, that something's not right. Nestor, you know that there is way more to this story than what she's saying. But she does not appear dangerous. Hmm. Does her motive seem to be hostile or self-defense like this right now? Um, Fear. Not really self-defense so much as like she shouldn't even be this this situation right now should not be happening and she should not be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Baron's going to say, what's your name, girl? What's yours? Mine's Baron Ashpeak. And you? Oh, my name's uh, Nesta Coin, love. Coin by name, coin by nature, as me old dad used to say. And, and you? Sir so Will flips up his... Uh, Hel- his, yeah, his visor on his helmet. He's like, I'm Sir Willamette Keswick, son of Emmett, Earl of Highbury. He's quiet, quiet. Don't speak so loud. I apologize. I get excited. And you, miss? I'm Delanarn. Delanarn, and, and, and you? I'm Amlo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amlo, I think, has to roll a save. <gasps> he does. Oh, he does. Oh, dear. Oh, we'll save, right? Oh, it's oh, dear. Fail. So Umlo steps into the room, says, I'm Umlo, and then feels this overwhelming urge to want to attack her. To want to, uh, yeah, to attack her. Does anyone do anything? Umlo starts stepping up. Um, yeah, Sir Will will immediately try to impose Lexington between Umlo and the giant. Say, Umlo, no! No, she is... Baron has said she's not evil. She is uh, not attacking us yet. Please, hold yourself. She's a giant. Yes. They all deserve to die. I know. Do you, do you mean us harm? Do you mean us ill will at this moment? I don't, I don't mean any ill will at this moment, but you shouldn't be here. You're Put, in great danger. It's not this moment I'm worried about. Put the weapon down. Put your weapon down and he will stop attacking you. Uh, struggling he, against Umlo. He seems like a man possessed, but all right. And she drops Gormstorn. Umlo, see, she's unarmed. You, you would not attack an unarmed foe or an, an unarmed person we did not know to be an enemy. And Umlo's, the seal hand with the spear is still in at attack position, and he reaches over with his other hand to try to bring it down. But he's not <laughs> quite strong enough. It's like Dr. Strange. <laughs> I, I don't mean to alarm you, but I'm going to need some help on that one. Uh, I, Nestor comes up and he says, All right, Mike, come on. And he just uh, quits, tries to put him in a headlock and like pull him away. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> drag him out of the room. Yeah, just drag yeah. him out of the room. All right, so Nestor and so, Umlo. Pardon us. <laughs> we'll be back when he comes um, down and put so a blindfold Sir, on him. Sir Will is going to say, we mean you no harm. We are trying to find out what is going on here and why our friends have been taken captive for tribute. If you help us, we will not harm you. And I'd like to roll a uh, diplomacy check. Okay. Does anyone want to aid uh, I, I Sir Del- Will? All right. So everyone uh, try to aid. You can bottle cap. You can do whatever you want. Natural Ooh. 20. Natural All right. 19. All right. So plus four. <laughs> plus four. Um... 28. Something doesn't seem right. Something doesn't seem right, but... If you mean me no harm, I suppose we can talk, but then you've got to go. My name is Farron. Farron. That's a lovely name. Thank you. Where did you come from, Farron? I... I'm not like... The ones you say you killed. And like the other giants who have come to Minderhall's Valley seeking to join the Storm Tyrant's army. 
I was drawn to the cathedral to seek out the roots of my ancestry. But I must ask you, since you are clearly far from where you should be, why are you here? And where did you come from? Part of Orothash's mission, it seems, was to gather tributes to Arthur, the Storm Tyrant. Those tributes were allies of ours, the small folk, as you call us. We were taken captive, we were tortured, beaten, walked through a merciless march. Some had their feet cut off, and in the end they were sacrificed to your (coughs) god. We have come to save those people. We do not wish to hurt anyone who does not desire the genocide of the small folk of Galarian. That is our only reason for being here. To save our friends and prevent genocide. But how did you get here? How did your friends get caught in the first place? Urathash doesn't take just anyone as tribute. Well, many were taken from a village known as Shinneman's Fortune. Thank you, Della. Known as Shinneman's Fortune. <coughs> and they, uh, there was a giant attack there, a great attack, in which many were, were taken and walked in this awful march right to the cathedral. <coughs> we don't know where the tributes were offered, but we do know that they required, or someone required, tribute. Well, the machinations of Urathash... And these giant attacks that are happening all over the land are no business of mine. That's not why I'm here. So why don't you go your way? And I'll go mine. But I warn you, this is a dangerous place. If you've made it this far, and you've left death and destruction in your wake like you've left in this room you say you've left, they will find out. And they will seek you out. Or if that she's all, he knows all. Just... Just go. Would the explanation she just give account sufficiently for the discrepancy and what I sensed of what what she said she was doing and what her intentions were? Um, or is there still something more that? Yeah, she is. That? She is still feeling you out and has not revealed what her real purpose is. Listen to me, Farron. The man who owned that sword you just put on the ground is a mighty half-orc warrior. Now, when I met him, I didn't trust anything shade of green that walked and talked. But as I got to know him, I understood that what makes a man isn't color of his skin or his height. It's what he does. You seem like decent folk. And I think this Urathosh is an abomination of the type of people that giants can be. We aren't here to destroy Menderhall's temple or to tear down everything here. We're here to stop the advance of giants on little people. We're here to keep more death from happening. We don't want what happened out there to happen anymore. So if there's anything you can do to help us, you let us know. We want to take the path of least resistance, and I think you can help us. I am a simple disciple of the keeper of the forge. Hmm. I am devoted 
to learning what I can from the oracle. And I just visit her to bring her food and other supplies and soak up the knowledge, the great knowledge she possesses from centuries here at the cathedral. But this must remain a secret because she and Urthash do not see eye to eye. Now her mind may not be what it once was. Her vision may be clouded. But I am here to learn from her. And though Minderhall is new to me, I feel as if I'm gaining strength from his teachings. So you believe in your God, and I'll believe in mine. Do you fear any retribution or damage that Urathosh could visit upon the Keeper of the Forge? I do not think he would outwardly attack her. I believe he's waiting for her to die. Hmm. For what his plans are here, I know not. What are your plans? Obviously you're strong. A band of brothers and sisters to get this far. But where? And why? Where did this all begin? Why would you end up here? A friend of ours is gravely ill. And the man who did it to him was coming here. He was another small fork. Small folk. Where is this friend of yours? Back. He's back and true now. Her eyes bug out. Did you say true now? I did. I have heard her say that word over and over again. I was never sure if she was asleep or awake. Sometimes her ramblings go on and on. I do my best to keep up. I I knew not what it meant, this true now. It is a place, a, a location. A city. The prophecy spoke of four, though. And as far as I can see, you are five. Why are you seeking out Minderhall's Cathedral? Do you seek the forge? We do. This, I am told, this powerful wizard seeks to strike the hammer of Oskrath upon the forge. What hammer? The hammer of Oskrath. Oskrath. It resided in a tomb, an ancient tomb, under Trunau. Have you seen this hammer? I have not. I've seen it. We've all seen it, except for him. What does it look like? Describe it! They said a simple blacksmith's hammer, but with powerful magics. You have this hammer in your possession, or it was taken from you? It was taken by this evil man who we (coughs) seek. Did it possess magic, this hammer? Great magic? Great magic. More powerful than anything we have in our possession. We were unable to unravel all of its mysteries before it was taken from us, however. 
Sir Will pulls his the like cape that he wears away from the front of Oscar's armor, and he says, "The giant that wielded it wore this armor." And he shows her Oscar. He's like, "This is Oscar's armor. It shines with a radiant light of righteousness." This creature was buried beneath Trunau for some reason we have not yet found out. But this evil wizard has t- taken this hammer and wants to strike it on the forge. We seek to know also where this forge is. He took the hammer from you. This hammer, if it is what you say, is Agramash. The hammer of unmaking. The prophecies foretold of four who would return the hammer to Minderhall's forge. But there are five of you and no hammer. You must... You must speak to Atena. She will give you an audience, but... I cannot take you to her directly, as my role as her disciple must remain a secret. I can tell you where to find her, though. But you must act quickly. She rests in the forge heart, underneath the cathedral. You will have to enter the sanctuary to seek an audience with her. And therein lies the problem. You must go now, but there may be obstacles in your way, if you understand my meaning. If you wait until nightfall, these obstacles will be too great to overcome, for that's when Urathash gathers his recruits for a nightly sermon. You'll be far too outmatched. However, if you were to go now, the worse you'll run into is... A handful of recruits being sworn in, maybe some giants napping or lounging about who have come to pray to Minderhall. I would think, though, that if you've been able to handle yourself thus far, here in the Grog Hall and wherever else you've been in the cathedral, you'll be fine. You must go before nightfall. Look to the base of the statue and you will find your way dwarf are you experienced in the ways of stone making I am look to the statue but you must make haste Urthash sees all if you have left destruction in your wake he already knows it what will you tell Anyone who comes into this room, what happened to those outside of it? She puts her hands up. I am but a simple scullery maid here. But if you are not the chosen ones, you will never make it out of Minderhull's Valley. Hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, Della's gonna creep over and pull up Gorm's thorns. Is just gonna return this to its rightful owner, if you don't mind. 
<laughs> she does not mind. <laughs> I'm confiscating this. <laughs> uh, can I do a sense motive retrospectively on needing to leave now and whether or not that is actually her misleading us or just, you know. Sure. I'm sure it's fine, but I just wanted to do it for. Sure, sure. For story's sake. Uh, 22. 22. Yeah, I mean, th- as far as you know, she is being truthful and knowing what Nestor saw when he went at night to look in there, it corroborates uh, her with, with her story. Um, let me talk to you a little bit about the room now that you're in there. Yeah. Um, there are just enormous crooked shelves of raw timber lining the walls. Um and they're bucking beneath the weight of bulging sacks of grain. Large crates stacked up on the shelves as well. Cracked plates, not the fine china. Uh, there's a large wash tub with murky water sitting in one corner. And in the opposite corner, an enormous broom is propped up against the wall. Hmm. Uh, you see dry goods, jerky grains, root vegetables, as well as blankets, eating utensils, nails, rope, wax, all sorts of mundane items. And you also see what you can only imagine is the equipment of the prisoners. <laughs> wow. Great. Among Gorm's Thorn as well. Nice. So we burn the bag? and uh, Sir Will's going to say, we were badly hurt in the battle with the giants outside this door. Do you know of any place where the giants may keep combat or healing supplies? It is, after all, a cathedral. Perhaps you have a place where people mend, or if they have, if they are injured, they can be they can go for help. I'm assuming you've got magics among you. Next door is the larder. There may be some potions in there. Immediately to next door. Immediately next door. Okay, we'll look in there. Thank you. Do I need? Should I do a perception around the room? Just make sure. Oh, is the you mentioned a broom? Is anything special or? Um, you check magic on it. Sure. It is magical, as a matter of fact. Spellcraft. Sure. Eighteen. Eighteen. Even though it's giant size and cannot carry a giant's weight, it was just discarded here and eventually forgotten and it is actually a broom of flying (laughs) oh gormley if only gormley were here oh Oh. Oh, come on oh man throw it in the bag throw it in the bag (laughs) bag. four episodes too late she could fly. fly on her own. Uh, that would be awesome. Only 54 episodes. <laughs> we just so missed close. it by 54. <laughs> what's, what's the name of the Keeper of the Flame again? Etena. Uh, and Fe- this is Farron. 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 Is, is there any message you'd like me to give to Etena when I see her? I will say that she probably already knows you're on your way. She will not be pleased that you don't have Agrimosh, that it was in your hands. But I'm sure she's seen that as well. And this prophecy you seek of, what is its conclusion? Has she this shared that with you? <laughs> that you speak I do not speak understand. Of. <laughs> this, this dwarven tongue. This prophecy. 
<laughs> this prophecy you speak of. Yes. <laughs> this prophecy you speak of. Ah, yes. Ah, the one I speak of, sure. What about it? Uh, what is its conclusion? You you know that four people are coming with, with uh, Agrimosh. Etena does not have the faculties she once had. In her mind, things that happened a hundred years ago happened yesterday. So she only parses out information to me as she sees fit. But she can, and I'm sure she will, tell you more. Got it. Cool. By the way, that broom of flying is awesome. It's pretty cool. You can <laughs> you can send it somewhere, and someone like you can tell it like you know the location. You can send it to that location, and it will go on its on its own. So cool! Oh, so you can cool. like send it to pick somebody up. Oh, that's great! My God, we could fly Lork out of here, and yeah. it can ca- a normal broom, broom of holding can carry up to two hundred pounds. Wow! What wow. are the rules on like? Do you have to know where it's going, or can you just be like San Francisco? You have to have a good idea of the location and layout of the destination. Uh, you can also just ride it, and it has overland. I mean, flight. we have to take it. Yeah, we're definitely taking it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. I didn't know if she was like, ah, that's my broom. <laughs> How would I keep up my ruse as a scullery maid? That's my favorite broom. Um, all right, so you want to go into the larder next door? Please. Yeah. Sir Will is also going to thank her for her guidance and uh, her her service to her oracle. Uh how how tall is Sir Will? <laughs> Sir Will is three foot six, I think. Three foot six is so, standard. You've only been fighting giants, and now you're like having a conversation with one, and you're just looking up at underneath her chin. Yeah, and she's like very attractive. Uh, oh, he's three three. So three three. So she's got uh, a solid eight and a half feet on her. <laughs> Yeah, so he's so craning saying, his head up. And thank he, you, is what you say? <laughs> he says, you serve your master well. You will be rewarded. No. Um, <laughs> no, but he, he just show, uh, wants to show, I don't know how to say it right now, but he wants to show his appreciation, appreciation. for her dedication as, like, as an acolyte to this woman yeah. in, his, in her devoted religious service, which he's currently struggling with. He wants to compliment her on, uh, on hers, despite being, obviously, with so with so many violent, evil creatures all around her in hiding, this is tough. Who do you worship, young man? Yomadai and Shailen. Yomadai and Shailen. Well, those work well together. I never found religion until I came here. It is a powerful ally and requires... A piety and devotion that is difficult. But if you are able to keep your faith and stay strong, you can do the unimaginable. Well, I'm trying myself. I'm new to faith. But I do feel the strength that Minderhall has given me. Good luck. Be careful. And may Minderhall guide your way. To you as well. 
And he walks out uh, side by side with Lexington, and he's just so tiny, like compared to her. It's like tink, 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 walks out. <laughs> and Umlo is still out there. Like, <laughs> Holding his fist. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, let's remember, it's not obsession. It's just suggestion. Sure, sure. Right. If, he, if he is told over and over, this is a very, very bad idea, he'll get it. He'll get it. He'll come around. Uh, so, Baron, you want to check out the uh, <laughs> larder, correct? Yes. All right, think, so, is there a check I can do, by the way, on Slag Giants? Know where they're from or anything about them? Sure. Knowledge Lokes. Knowledge Tone Loke. can do that. 24. You know who can do that? Nestor Cole. 25. I can. I made that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Your Sir Will. <laughs> I, I would like to know one point more than Grant. Uh, 25 also. Okay. Uh, that's, not what, uh, that's not what Joe got. <laughs> no, uh, no, 25 no, also is correct. <laughs> no, no, that Grant... Didn't you get 25? 24. Oh, 24. Joe just tried to Oh, I know more than what? They have... uh, (laughs) I'm just reading some of the flavor of them. They have long limbs with lean muscles. They stand 14 feet tall and weigh 3,000 pounds. (laughs) Oh, my God. How are we killing these things? (laughs) 3,000 pounds. Wow. Um, How does that even happen? You know that the most important thing to slag giants is their work. Hmm. Their inherent understanding of metalworking and resistance to fire allows them to craft arms and armor from inside their huge forges, Mm. sometimes working the metal with their bare hands. Wow. They are giants devoted to metallurgy. Slag giants. Oh, that's cool. That's wow. very cool. They have for a dwarf, too. A yeah, giant, I appreciate that. Like, they have like the demeanor of a stone giant, but the aura of a fire giant. And they're like those things from Zelda. Uh, God. Anyway. Stop talking about Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's the best it's game you'll never play. <laughs> Here's a bestiary picture um, of, of like a typical slag giant. Isn't that cool? Yeah. They just look she looks very, She looks like a human. Very, just really, yeah, like really, really, really tall. Just Fine a, bone structure. The 3,000 pound human. It, she looks nothing at all like Grenzeldeck. No. <laughs> no. <It's>, no. No. <laughs> so um, let's look in that larder. All right. So uh, you see perishable foodstuffs all over the place. It's stuff with beer, wine, crates of apples, blocks of cheese that look like they're moldy. Uh, dried shanks of meat hang from the ceiling. Um, it's like room temperature there as well. It's very strange. It's not like you would think it's not a great place to... Uh, Store food. To store meat. Um, but uh, roll a perception check. Shit. Um, 23. 14. 23. You find a wand. <gasps> oh, here oh! we go. Spellcraft. Yep. You know what? Save it. You've seen a wand of Cure Light Wounds. Yes! Nice! It has 22 charges on it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so huge! Dal- Dalar Baron, who takes it? Up to you. Uh, why don't I take it? Because I could feasibly be doing it in combat if if need be. Where uh, you usually sure. need to be shooting shit. You laying out damage. Sure. Um, sure, take it. Um, so you got uh, what'd you get? Two potions of cure light, two, two cure moderate, mod, and one cure serious. Yep. Yeah. So and so let's use them right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. If we're gonna go You're now gonna... to this. To the stat, if we're going to walk into the cathedral right now, we need to heal up. Did she tell us how the route to take to get there? Uh, she she didn't. Well, she out. said the statue would 
Nestor recognized what she's talking about? Was there a particular statue as like a centerpiece of the cathedral? When Nestor uh, looked cathedral? in at the sermon, behind Urathash was a gigantic statue of Minderthal. And yeah. we're looking for... What lies in the shadow of the statue? We're in the larder. She can't hear you. It's a Lost episode. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. The other day I watched the first four episodes of Lost again. I think it's still mm. my favorite show. It's a really time. good show. You mean man. instead of prepping the Glass Cannon podcast? <laughs> Which is obvious, by the way. Dude, I think my Farron died. <laughs> it was. It was pretty solid. It was pretty good. I even kept the accent up for at least 85% of the really time. Really impressed. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yes, you kept your version of an Irish accent up for 85%. Don't of you time. talk to me like that, O'Brien. <laughs> you wouldn't I know an Irishman if he hit you, and he probably has. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Stop working the docks, O'Brien. If I see you back here again. Um, all right, so you guys want to do some healing. You also have two other doors to open, but Nestor, uh, Skid, in answer to your question, she would motion to those other doors that were right to the right of when you walked into the grog hall. She says that leads those back going, into the yeah. Right, right, right. Is, okay. is it not wiser to just use up charges on the wand and hand out the potions to more people? Because then people can on their Good own. Good thing volition. about having a poche is like if you get into trouble, right? Full withdrawal. Sure. You so let's not use the potions. Stuff. We can spread those out. Yeah, spread, spread, spread it out. All right, we just did the healing all off air. So let's just cover who took the po. We didn't use any potions. Uh, we distributed them, and Sir Will took a cure light. Dell took a cure light. I took a cure moderate. Uh, Sir Will, you you get in the melee stuff more often, even if you miss uh, giants with a plus seventeen bonus. Um, do you want to take the cure moderate <laughs> while I take the cure light? Uh, no, that, that, I'm, that's I'm fine. Good. Yeah, okay. I'm good with the cure light. Um, Nestor took. Nestor, I took a I took a cure moderate, and I also got some of that sweet sweet infernal healing. So. <laughs> oh yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, give me the good stuff. And uh, we gave the cure serious to Umlo because he's so down in con. Also, I'm so serious. Literally, the first... <laughs> Why so serious? The first and, time uh, anyone has ever done anything nice for him. And we popped off uh, that wand a bunch of times. Eight times. Uh, eight times. And I'm... Uh, pop, 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 pop. I'm good on hit points, but I'm not at max. Della, you're not at max, right? Not at max. Baron, are you at max? I'm at max. Del, uh, no. Nestor, yeah, Nestor's not... So no, And Umlo's no, not, either. not either. So four of the five of us are not at max, and we used nine charges on that new wand. Eight, but yeah. Uh, eight. So that puts us at... I'm sorry, it was seven. What, 15, 15, 14 remaining, 14 remaining charges. Um, so, all right. Uh, we have still more alcoves to look into, right? Uh, yeah, there are two doors between the three alcoves to the north. Okay. Let's, uh, heedlessly open those up without checking for traps. Nestor, your thoughts? (laughs) Well, I could actually just look for traps. Yeah, just do that real quick. Yeah, I'm just well, if you a, want to be a bore. Well, I, I I am, and I do. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. So I'm gonna take ten uh, on those, and that's a twenty-five. Farron leans her head out and says, "They're privies. <laughs> I wouldn't trap the privies." Oh, hey, I'm sorry. What was your name again? Farron. I overheard. I was standing outside wrestling the dwarf, but I've, they said you were a slag. But I think you're all right. Slag <laughs> off. Thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, so I open, check Thank out the privy. And I actually, uh, I actually uh, use it. I go number two. Okay. Uh, you can't possibly sit on that toilet. I can sit on the edge. I'm sure it's not a porcelain <laughs> He's toilet. on the edge. Yeah. A toilet. <laughs> uh, so each of these two small rooms has a packed earthen floor and a thatched roof. 
An open trench lined with flagstones runs through the northern portion of each room, forming a crude waste removal system. For the giants. <laughs> Detect magic on each toilet uh, immediately. Like anything? A, anything? It's like being at a campsite. It's a magic toilet. A magic poo? The uh, This privy just runs outside, and you actually, uh, Nestor, as you're uh, dropping something <laughs> off, you think, like, I could I could get out of here if I wanted to. It oh, okay. would be disgusting. No more disgusting. We've done it before. They, right, but you're like... Clearly not squeamish. If you got into a pinch, it. you could probably get out of here. Noted for later. He just pinched a loaf. Right. So. Speaking of pinches... <laughs> um, Grant, you detected magic on the poo, right? Yeah, anything? Any, right, uh, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, comes out? <laughs> you actually... You detect some great magic. Do you stick your hands in it? <laughs> is this a muck? Is this muck raking this, again? This is like rag a, blood tusk going to pop like out? GM you trap. should definitely <laughs> stick your hands. In it. <laughs> I'm going to say. I'm going to turn to Umlo and say, Umlo, you got a steel hand. Stick your stick your steel hand in that poop. You feel this overwhelming urge to rub it on your face <laughs> like a clay mask. Uh, no, there's no magic in the privy. Um, okay, Baron, do you think we should? cover ourselves in the scent of giants. <laughs> do you think it would be wise before going in the cathedral? You first. <laughs> you do it first and then, oh, yeah. and then I'll do it. Umlo like, has already smeared it underneath <laughs> one, one line underneath each eye. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> Sir, Sir Will, for some reason I have a reason to doubt your conviction as of late, so I don't think you'd join me. Guys, <laughs> stop farting around. Alright. All right. Uh, let's, right. let's go. Let's 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 go, go the best way possible. Other doors here. All, All right. right, so you go up to the two double doors that were right to the right of when you walked into the grog hall, literally ten feet uh, apart from the doors that you came in on. Uh, sorry, real quick, we didn't examine any of the southern alcoves with the the cook fires and the kettles and everything. Can we just look through those real quick and make sure, sure there's nothing you did like a sweep looking for danger? But yeah, um, roll a perception. Roll, give me two perception checks. 29. 29. Alcoves. Got a 19 and a 13. Uh, I'm sorry, just two 31. Team. Uh, you don't find anything. Okay. It's just they're just cooking up uh, various bits of food. Nothing in the alcoves. Maybe there were some limbs in there. All right. All right. You always just, have to take it I'm that painting next. a picture. I'm painting a picture. These are cannibals. Okay. Door into the cathedral. This is a very serious, important door. So no yep. joking around. You guys are all fired up, though. Matthew. Matthew, try and be serious. We're all... <laughs> Of one hour. Look at my face. <laughs> Do I look like I'm joking? Uh, all right, put yourselves on the map up to that door. Can you remove the picture of Farron? Because like, I'll remove it, but I don't want to. I like it. I feel like I can't see where. Oh, there he is. She's all seeing. There he yeah, is. Yeah, Baron is so tiny. Baron's so tiny. Look at him. He's so cute. He looks like <laughs> Sir Will. Oh, gucci, 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 All right. This is actually how Troy talks to his cats. Let me see your gun. Oh, it's sharp. By the way, by the way, I want to just point this out. Rasmataz is still in the cage upstairs? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that in the intervening time, because... Oh, right. Wait, 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 wait. Meanwhile... Back on top of the tower. Ah, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, hello, Resmatez. I um, hold still for a moment, and he casts comes comes down the stairs and casts Charm Monster. Cast Charm Monster. Yeah, natural it. two. Okay, <coughs> so got another week, baby. It's just like he fa- he falls back on his butt in the cage and looks at Pembroke. <laughs> <laughs> 
What happened? <laughs> oh. How do how do we get it here? Oh, you had some sort of fever, some sort of episode. It is good to have you back, my dear. Well, friend. I feel a little sick. I'm sure you do. <laughs> what? Seriously, where are we? <laughs> I'll explain it all on the way. Help me up. Help me up. And then we go back upstairs. All right. Let's up. let's go. <laughs> uh, so you unlock a now charmed Rasmataz. Yes. Bring him up to the top floor where the dragon fight happened. Yep. And it's just Pembroke and Rasmataz, and the, you don't see the people hidden by the spike, Lork, um, Aram, and Yamir. Yeah. There's nobody else, right? Uh, I don't think so. No. I think that's it. What? Well, what's going on up here? Is this our way out of here? Yes. Soon enough. I miss my friends. You, we, we are your friends. We are your friends. Okay. Yes. So, just, um, I, yes, everything... <laughs> I, no, no, it's all right. So, yeah. all right, so we go back and like, um, so he actually has Rasmataz like be kind of a nursemaid, like as he's still recuperating from his injuries. Uh, uh, let me help you. Uh, yes, no, please. <laughs> yes, you have the most startling bedside manner. <laughs> so, if I had my scythe, I'd let you use it as a cane. Oh yes, well, we'll try to find it. I'm sure it's around here somewhere. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so it's gonna, he's going to like keep him company and just, you know, whatever. So All right, back. so you bring Rasmataz to the illusion, and uh, yeah, yeah. he hides under there. Yeah. What's going on? I'm Rasmataz. <laughs> I feel like we've met. Where are your feet? <laughs> I'm in a great deal of pain. <laughs> All right, well, uh, so we're just hanging out here? <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, <laughs> back at the cafeteria. I like you. Diddle do, diddle do, diddle do, uh, okay, just so we know what we're like going on. I like you guys. Oh my god! Uh, Grant is having a great time. <laughs> Holy moly! All right, roll perception on this door. Uh, I'm going to take ten, and it's actually twenty-eight uh, because of, for traps, uh, twenty-four normally appears to be untrapped. Okay, and unlocked. All right, uh, I do a stealth check to try to open it. Lexington, be brave. Uh, and that's... Oh, man. Uh, that's 36. Ta-kunk. You open the door, and you see a 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to 40 foot wide hallway and about twice as long leading to another set of double doors. Excellent. So I Empty might, room. Uh, can the stealth check carry over? Can I? Sure, it? sure. So I do that, and then I take another 10 on the door. 28 for traps. 24 normally. All right. You unlock the second... Well, it was already unlocked. You open (laughs) the second set of double doors. And what did you roll? A 20... Uh, For perception? For stealth. Oh, for stealth. 36. 36. Untrapped, unlocked, stealthily... Open the door. Nobody heard that. <laughs> and see an enormous and very familiar chamber. Wow. It is, it is dimly lit by various, you know, torches on the walls. Oh, Let me explain to you this first section that you see. <laughs> oh, my God. This is... Intense. <laughs> oh, this is so big. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't understand how they fit these maps into a book. 
I mean, I know it's like each square is 10 feet, but even still. This is actually Billy. How does this fit on a page? This is Billy Graham's mega church. That's basically what it is. Nestor opens the door very stealthily, and you hear in the distance. But it sounds like it's a mile and a half away. It's not, but there's <laughs> this. You see a huge amphitheater, and so the sound is traveling. It's echoing around, around yeah. It's like that spot in the Capitol building where you can stand and whisper, and you can hear it perfectly. Yeah. You're standing. That or in a myth. Chichen Itza. It's not a myth. I've done it. <laughs> Three tiers. I, I don't believe you. That. I, I went to the Capitol building, <laughs> and it's not true. Three tiers. I'm the new Secretary of Defense. Of curved <laughs> stone benches <laughs> are arranged in immense horseshoes around the chamber's centerpiece. Oh, wow. My goodness. <laughs> so, oh, A my God. A great pit. You can't see into the pit. <laughs> From the middle of this pit rises a wide, round platform of black basalt. A great forge, its fire gone cold, sits in the center of the platform. Baby! Along with a massive iron anvil the size of a cow. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Nestor, if you look up, you see the soot-stained ceiling arches far above the chamber floor. Oh, oh, wow. A bridge of stone connects the platform to a dais at the rear of the hall, where a towering statue of a stone giant ominously overlooks the entire cathedral. This area forms the sanctuary of the Cathedral of Minderhall. You would say the vaulted ceiling is a hundred feet high if it's a yard. <laughs> and this is definitely the chamber that I saw when I saw the oh, sermon yeah. happening. Yeah, the only difference now is it appears much more empty. Eighty feet or so above the floor, there are four-foot square openings in the walls on either sides of the forge connected to chimneys within the cathedral's side towers. Right. Ventilation. And both the forge platform and the dais at the rear of the room are 15 feet above the sanctuary's floor. You don't know what's going on with the pit surrounding the uh, forge itself. The statue itself, by the way, 60 feet tall. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Um, you guys are still in the hallway and can't see anything. I mean, it's it's dim light in here. There is we can't fire. see any creatures. You don't see any creatures on these three enormous horseshoe benches. I, I mean, Baron wants to approach that statue that Farron mentioned mentioned for to look for secret doors. Sure, I bet he does. <laughs> he uh, he can, confers with the rest of the group. Can we have the stealthy people approach it stealthily and have Sir Will stay back yeah. because of his armor and everything? Yeah, I'm going to scout ahead. Baron wants to come with. Uh, and I, even out of combat, can't touch a blow myself, right? My ask me. Well, you can for well, no, stealth for stealth because it's a move because action. it's a move action. Okay, so I'm going to do it on my stealth. But uh, remember, you can only move half of your speed. So. 
you you would have to yeah. use like multiple touch of laws just to get there. It's so far away. If you want to move, sure, I can use six touch of laws in a day. Actually, I've used one, so five. Yeah, whatever you. Want. I'm just letting you know. Like, yeah, that's fine. Nestor, you can. See this actually the- plays in now because the space is so huge. And Nessa, you've been here before, uh, albeit you came in from a different way, peeking in the door, but you can see way, 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 way on the other side the door that you peeked in and watched the On the southeast from. corner yeah. here, those, that's where I peeked in. Yeah. Okay. Now, the nave of the cathedral is out of your reach, but that's where you hear the... Oh, so that's... Yeah, that's a ways away. All right, so, yeah, I think Baron and I sneak You're towards, okay with uh, 22s all the way there for me? Uh, that's probably fine. Okay. And, um, so what's the plan there, Bear, Bear? Care Bear? Uh, well, I think we should... So the statue is um, kind of behind the forge on a big platform. Yep, there are stairs leading up to the statue in along the, the wall. west side, the far side of yeah. the cathedral. So let's go for the stairs. Let's, yeah, we'll like edge our way along the wall, mm-hmm. trying to stay in the shadows and make our way up the stairs uh, to the statue. And I'll use up to four of my Touch of Laws because I want to keep one remaining. On Nestor or on yourself? On myself. On himself. Uh, 23. 22. All right, so you guys move 30 feet. Into the room, Baron and Nestor. What is Della and Sir Will and Umlo doing? What is Umlo's stealth? He has a pretty decent stealth, does if he? I remember. Yeah, like I the, think he does because he's got that those rogue levels. He, does, he but is the, a rogue. The more people you send, the greater chance of plus failure. ten stealth. It's I don't without touch of law. He's gonna, yeah, Umlo's yeah, gonna but, hang back with Della. Della, shh, I understand, but okay. I mean, do it, but. Uh, we're going to have to go at some point anyway, so sure. maybe uh, the more that we have, we'll them, I, I will we, we, we'll be able to have, yeah, well, we'll be able to have a vantage point to see if there's anyone who could yeah. hear us. Also, I, I mean, Umlo's a terrible choice for stealthing in a giant infested place because of Steel Hand. Yeah. So, I think he'd stay back. So, 30 feet, next 30 feet, mm-hmm. 22. Uh, 21. All right, um, move another 30. Go ahead and move yourself on the map, too, so we see... Uh, how close you're getting. I think that'll probably put you on the steps leading up to the day. So 60 feet away from the... The doors. The double doors. All right. Sorry. Hold on. I wish I had my mouse. Look at the size of this. I can't... God, this is such a big map. It's hard to find my mini. My mini. My mini. My character sheet. Oh, that one's mine. Did you move mine for me? Oh. You're, See, you're back is, on the other side. This is what side. happened last time. All right, so you're halfway up the stairs. Nestor, you... Oh, uh, no, oh hold on. Okay. Uh, all right, so we're up on the stairs. All right, so... Making their way! Two stealth checks. You guys are halfway up the stairs. Tell me what your plan is. Plan is to the look... the rest of the party in the back. Look for any unusual mechanisms, stone stonework, anything that could let us into... Something that is beyond uh, the common eye. Well, I want to take a look. When we get up there, I want to take a look at uh, the apps and see how far away anyone is. Sure, look towards can, the, the nave, the front end of yeah, the cathedral. Okay. There's and an judge whether that. they can... <laughs> there's an apps for that. And judge whether uh, <laughs> it's safe to have the others join us. Okay. Um, all right, roll another stealth check. All right. Uh, 35. 22. 22. Uh, Nestor, you move 30 feet up. Baron, you kind of kick one of the steps a little bit. Mm. 
Do I still move 30 feet? Yeah, you still move 30 feet. Okay. Oh, 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 All right, you now up on the dais. Nestor, you want to try I want to take a look to do a perception. Baron, what's your... It's dim light, so you can see... Mm-hmm. I can see perfect. You can see perfect. Perfectly. Adverb. Roll a perception check. Sure. Both of you. 29. 29. 20. 20. So, Baron, you can see very clearly what's happening. But Nestor can hear it. And Nestor, you see another ogre. Looks similar to the one you just fought in the other room. Standing on... Baron, you guys, I imagine you're talking back and forth. Baron, you see him standing on a pew, boasting. He's like, look at these bruises! Look at these wounds! You should have seen the hilly I killed with me bare hands. He thought he had me dead to rights, but he messed with the wrong ogre, he did. I went blind with fury and punched straight through his chest and ripped out his heart, I did. And then you, Baron, see a two-headed creature <laughs> that is not an Etten. What? Oh. Tell him to get down from the bench. It's like, all right, all right, get down from there. There'll be plenty more battles to come. Yes, yes, more battles to come. Real battles worth bragging about. Now let's begin the swearing-in ceremony. Yes, let's begin the ceremony. That's what I said. No, I said it. Yes, yes, the swearing-in ceremony. Oh, these are the two heads going back and forth. Two heads going back and forth, talking to two ogres. So you see this, and he tells him to get get down, tells one of the ogres to get down so that the swearing-in ceremony can begin. Um, Nestor, with your incredible perception, you do not see currently any other creatures in the room. But I will say that all of the benches, including the horseshoe benches around the um, uh, dais and the forge, are uh, taller than any human you've ever seen. Now that you are up on the dais, you can see into the pit. Mm-hmm. And it is a slag pit. Full of black slag. Wow. You've made, what, three successful stealth checks? Quote, unquote. You see three creatures at the far end of the room in the nave. The ceiling above you is vaulted to 100 feet. In the nave, it looks like it's only 60 feet. It's not until it opens up into the amphitheater that it, like, and there's chimneys where the smoke of this... Perhaps Long Dead Forge used to uh, ventilate. Della is going to cast Message. Ah. Which allows her to whisper a message and receive a whispered reply at a range of 100 feet plus 10 feet per lever. level. So, lever. Level. Per lever. Whister and level. So I'm going to whisper a message to Nestor say, What's going on out there? It's hot. You hear, hear, you hear Della's voice whispering sweet nothings in your ear. Yes, it's like, oh, I like it when you whisper sweet nothings in my ear. <laughs> Do it again. I like that. The spell only lasts so long. Right, well, please. Uh, I see like a couple of guys, ogres, and then like a two-headed thing, but it's not, it's not an etting. I don't know what it is. And there's like a pit of slags, and then there's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's it. I mean, they're very far away. I think it's all right if you all want to move in. 
Della relays this information to Will and Umlo. <sighs> was that was that Will's reaction or was that uh, Lexington's reaction? <laughs> We're so bit close. Of, <laughs> bit of both. Bit of both. I just I, laughed. Yeah, I um, I I mean, Will knows that he's going to attract attention if anybody's in there. Um, and Baron already left with the bag, so it's not like he can remove his armor. Della actually could transport herself where, anywhere in this room instantly. Della can go. That's true. I don't think anyone else should go. We've spent all this effort and time being clandestine. Right. Or Destin. Why don't you guys keep going, and Della will whisper this to Nestor, keep going, and if you find a, like a, if you find the secret door or someplace where we can sneak in, we'll make a run for it. But Okay. Uh, so Nestor says, why don't you take a look at that statue? I'm going to position myself in case these fuckers see us. So Nestor is gonna. He wants to make his way to the edge of the dais to get the best possible vantage point over the slag pit and the creatures. Okay, you can walk up there for free. Okay, Baron, you would have to stealth up to the statue. Oh, even to get a perception, it's gigantic, and I have to be that close. Okay, yeah, I mean you are at least what fifty feet away at this point. You know what? Time to let Lady Luck roll. Oh, I'm going to try to get better than a 22. Actually, that's a terrible too idea. Night. Too late. I already sung. All right. <laughs> oh, Baron. 16. Uh, Baron rolls uh, a 16 shoot. as he walks up to the statue. Why, I knew it was a terrible idea. I just wanted to have fun on this show. <laughs> that's your first mistake. <laughs> Especially two heads. That's four perception checks. Are you kidding me? Um, Pathfinder is not about fun, Grant. It's about constant <laughs> tactical awareness. You at mean all times? You mean it's about being all at the back of the room while we wait for this two-headed thing and these ogres to get to <laughs> heavy it? armor? That's the picture on the front of the core rulebook. It's about finding ways to play the game where you don't have to roll any dice. <laughs> that has been my discovery. Well said, Matthew. Well said. Are you adjusting for distance no, I was on the perception? No, I just trying to see how far away you are, and you are, it looks like my eyes can't see that small a number, but I think you're 365 feet away from the isn't two-headed that, creature. Isn't that crazy? Um, wow. As so, you move a foot a day, like an entire day. football field, entire, plus the like end zone right. like outside of it. And you're very, very small, um, and they do not see you. However... If you're keeping an eye on them, you can see, but you can't hear. They do. They hear something. I feel like they heard something. They feel like they heard something, but they are so far away, and they are engaged in their own thing that they're, you know, mechanically taking a what, negative what, to the perception. What's that? What do you do? Barbara? I'm going to use a stone cunning. Stone and cunning a, or stone cutting? Uh, cunning. Okay. And I am going to use touch of law on myself. Um. So that is a plus 17 to whatever. Oh, uh, 28. This is what I'd like to call a cunning plan. 28 perception. So you go around the base of the statue. and You're feeling around, feeling around. And sure enough, in the north side of the statue's base, so the side you came to first, you find a giant-sized secret door. Yes! You feel the outline of it and I can just see you like putting your hands over it and looking up 60 feet and seeing the face of this solemn 
stone giant. <laughs> is he wearing underpants? He is not. It's like the David of stone giants. He's the David of stone giants. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just look up and see this face just looking out across this enormous sanctuary. But you do find a secret door. Nestor, meanwhile, his bow at the ready, trained on these ogres and this two-headed creature almost 400 feet away. Delanarn, Sir Will, and Lexington Umlo. At this point, you know, a couple hundred feet away in the hallway leading between these rooms. What do you do? There's no way I can whisper back, so I can't let them know. So I'm going to open the door. You open the door. And there is a staircase leading down. (laughs) Message is actually still in effect. But you were talking to Nestor, not me. It's all creatures within the area. That, okay. That's a crazy spell. But leave it to Matthew to find a new way to cheat in Pathfinder. (laughs) Audible to all targeted creatures within range. It's helping you. It's helping you. It's okay. Um, I say, I found the way forward, and it happens to be down. Uh, But beware. There are creatures who are suspicious. (laughs) So I can vanish you, Sir Will. Still noise, but... Yeah. Yeah, but it gets like a plus 20 to this. Oh, Nice. I punched my microphone. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, um, that won't get you all the way there, but it will, you know, saves you a, a roll. Yeah. Vanish, you said. Yeah. That's why it won't get me all the way there. No, it'll definitely get me all the way How long does Vanish last? Six seconds. It's a round. Oh, oh one round. I see. Yeah. So he could well, actually, I could cast, a, I could cast a spell. Round? I could cast, cast a spell on you, and I'll use the, I was going to use the wand. But I'll cast a spell. You could shadow walk them over there. I can't. I can't. The, the, it's the, not like Dimension Door where nah, you can grab it's someone. It's only myself, yeah. Right. Mm. So, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll vanish you with the spell. I should give you, what, five rounds? Yeah, plenty of time. Sure. Isn't it eight rounds? Isn't I think it, it tops out. One round. Oh, oh, it maxes out. Okay. Either way, that'll get Sir Will there. Yeah, I mean, Lexington will get there. Yeah. And then, Oh, wait. Is that two different targets? Son of a bitch. That's fine. I can use one of my pearls of power. Okay. You could also, like... But what about Umlo? Nestor is your wild card right now. Nestor could go wherever. Umlo's going to have trouble getting up there. Umlo's got a plus 10 stealth. He's got a plus 10 to stealth. The other problem is he's going to have to do will saves to avoid attack. No, he's within, within 30 range. feet. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah. Got it. So, yeah, Della will cast Vanish. Okay. And Sir Will, with an additional plus 20, should be okay. I mean, I can roll if you want. I think it's going to be a... Sir Will? Are you- yeah, I think he has a minus 2 stealth, so I think it's 18... Plus 18. Plus, that's with Vanish? Yeah, with um, Vanish. But what about Lexington? Or you're not worried about Lexington's Lexington? higher, but okay. so it's, it's whichever one is lower. Okay. Um, I'm going to say with Vanish, you're fine. Okay. Getting up to where... And we're trying to be quiet. We're moving at half speed. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they, if they had alerted them, it was going to be a problem. But with Vanish, you're fine. Are you going to roll for Umlo? I'm oh. not going to roll for Umlo. I know you're not going to roll for Umlo. <laughs> So Della will vanish him as well, with the wand, ah, and, and then he will he'll roll stealth on the second on the second two move actions. So with the wand, it gives him what one round? One round, twenty one feet. Round. Okay, so he needs three. No, successes. he's got fast movement, doesn't he? Uh, so thirty feet. 
But can he double move yeah. and around? Three successful stealth. He can only move half speed when stealthing. Yeah, ah. so but he's still he could. So, so tell me how many times to roll. Three. three. Sixteen. With a vanish? No, with no, the vanish. vanish. I did vanish him. He did vanish. Oh, I him. thought the first one for okay. the first round. Okay, so the first one you're fine. Second one, sixteen. Second one, sixteen. Third one. Do I need to roll um, a third one? I'm, I'm, I'm just building suspense. Almost <sighs> okay. Eighteen for the third one. God damn I rolled it, a six Matthew! And Would you just roll better? What's wrong with you? On the third one, I'm like clunk, 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 clunk. And Nestor, you see them looking. The two-headed one like peeks up. No. Thought his ears were playing tricks on him, but he feels like he hears something. You're up halfway up the stairs, somewhere. Nothing has happened yet. DC 15. Ooh. For your final stealth check. Come on, buddy. You got this. You got this. Five a better. Bottle cap. Natural 17. 27. Oh, yeah. There we go. Ums. Umlo gets up on the dais. <sighs> His rogue level's coming out. And Della, yeah. you're vanished the whole way. No, Della's waiting, making sure everyone gets through, and then she's going to she's gonna shadow walk. Ah, perfect, perfect. (laughs) Unless unless something happens, she's standing there for security. Nestor and Baron sneak their way up there. Nestor, cat-like grace as usual. Baron does his great job. Gets up there. Luckily, they're a million miles away and very preoccupied. Sir Will and Lexington vanished, and plus a wolf. You get up there. Yeah, Umlo. Yeah, sneaks by. He gets up there. Della shadow walks up there. Well, she's going to wait. Is there, are they, looks, everyone, everyone looks like they're everyone okay? Everyone appears to be okay. So she just slinks back into the, shadow, the shadows of the room and just like, and appears. Bamf. Right next right, to there. Oh. Right next to Nestor. Smell yeah. of brimstone. <laughs> Smell of brimstone. Oh, Smell of burnt hair. Shadow Did walk. you learn to do that? You shadow walk. Can you control exactly where you land? Or yeah. are you... It's dimension door. <coughs> oh, it's dimension door. So you're boom, boom. Della just appears. In the, so awesome. in the shadows next to Nestor. So awesome. And, you know, Nestor is 10, 15 feet away watching guard, but you're all standing in front of the store. What do you do? Let's go down. Let's, oh, shoot, it's steps. I have to leave Lexington. You, better leave. <laughs> you should just throw him in the slag pit. <laughs> I, th- I throw him in the forge. Um, all right, yeah, we head down the steps. Nestor, you're going to peel back, peel yeah, off. I'm going to kind of keep my eye on them. Work my way back towards the rest of you, and I'm going to take up the rear. Okay. You walk. And uh, Sir Will slowly close the door behind us. I mean, it's a big stone door, so you just kind of like do your best to cover your tracks. With your strength. I think he does fine. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a 12. Complete darkness. <laughs> Walking into complete darkness. Those of you with dark vision can see 60 feet in front of you. Those of you without dark vision can kind of see the flickering of shadows on the walls of this winding staircase leading down. You almost cough as, like, dust gets into your lungs. You continue down the stairs, and eventually it opens into a broad, oval chamber darkness, except for a few candles. Near the center of the room, Baron, Della especially, you see a pillar of cemented soot 
blackened stones, illuminated by the waxy lump of crude candles and surrounded by a ring of mystic symbols fashioned out of metallic dust sprinkled on the floor. To the south stands a large chair and a table laid with a single place setting, a clay bowl, a pitcher of water, and a pot of what you would assume is gruel. A large framed box filled with straw and covered with a couple of heavy quilts and a few oversized pillows lies farther east beyond the pillar. Set into the northern side of the furnace is a great door of black iron with a latch handle and a sliding barred grate. Stone buckets holding ancient slag stand near the furnace door along with a giant-sized bellows with cracked and worn leather, a huge broom, a large iron shovel, and a pile of coke for starting a fire. Candles just slowly illuminating the room. Who's up front? Baron would be with dark vision, I think. So Baron, you see all this first. Maybe Della's with you as mm-hmm. well. Sure. Similar to the top of the tower. Both of you roll a perception check. 21. Uh, 32. 34. Damn, Fetch <laughs> Della, you feel like you see something in the back of the room, in the far right side, but you it's far away. You can't quite make it out. And maybe you nudge Baron to take a look, and Baron, you train your eyes on the back of the room. And you see a shape come to life as an ancient woman with white hair stands up, towering over everyone in the room. She has her back to you. You've come a long way from true now, Baron Redheart. Is that... Is that Delanon with you? We have much to discuss. But first, let's talk about how you failed Galabras. <laughs> See you next week. Oh, oh my god! I love oracles. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. 
Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.